this season has gone from good with high expectations to uh-oh to what's going on to everything is awful on today's show <clears throat> the eagles lose to unh at home a team they have not lost to since 1986 we're going to get into what the heck happened in chestnut hill look at this unbelievable loss that puts bc further behind the eight ball and talk about why BC Bathletics has seemed to continue to fall further and further down the rabbit hole. All of this and more on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome, Locked On BC. This is AJ Black, and we're talking about another bad loss. I mean, this year, when I started this podcast back up, you know, well, we've been doing this for two years, but, you know, when when the school year calendar turned the page, I looked at football and I said, oh, Phil Dracovic's coming back. They got Zay Flowers returning. This team's going to be interesting and fun to watch. I was wrong. I thought I listened to a lot of you folks, and I thought, the basketball team, they were going to find a, a renaissance and, and turn things around. Well, I was wrong because the basketball team, again, blows. They, they added to their laundry list of buy games that they've lost as they lose to UNH 74 to 71 in Chestnut Hill. I'm done making excuses about this. I listened to the announcers and on the on the TV show. Talking about injuries. Yeah, they were down Quentin Post. Donald Hand is out. I get that. And Makai Ashton Langford is out. But you're playing UNH. You cannot allow a team like UNH to have a player like Clarence Daniels score 34 points against you. 21 in the first half. You also cannot allow a team like UNH to go 10 and a half minutes without a bucket and you still are only winning by one point when that and when that bad streak ends you also cannot go to the final moments of the game up by three and allow unh to have three getting at the three-point line wide open and you don't foul them before they take their shot you don't follow anybody you could have had them shooting too. You didn't do that. You also cannot allow a team like UNH to fall behind by five points in overtime and still end up losing. But that's exactly what happened with the Eagles. BC had every opportunity to win this game, but because of bad coaching, bad execution, and just a lack of, of just careless basketball, they, they end up blowing this game. They lose in overtime on a, uh, you know, on, on some really questionable calls. And we'll get into all of that in just a moment, but let's, let's start off with how this game kind of started off. You go into this game without Makai Ashton Langford. He gets hurt against Duke. He's got a hamstring injury. He's on the sideline. You can see him. He's not playing though. 
this forces BC to be short stat, short with their roster. They don't have a ton of guys to go in, but they push up guys like Prince Oligby. He plays 10 minutes. That being said, there are bigger issues here than I think the injury factor, which I mean, God, if you listen to football and basketball talk on any of these announcements, that's, I feel like that's all BC talk has been for the last six months. Football, injuries, 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 basketball, injuries, injuries, injuries. Yeah, there's injuries, but you know what? Teams that are good and well-coached can get over those injuries. So I don't I don't want to hear that. I, I, I think it does, you know, when you lose a guy like Post, Quentin Post, that's a big loss, but is it like, that big of it is that like a gate like should you be losing to a team like unh tarleton state and maine no you should not and this is what the season has become right it's just bad things and we'll get into what the season the season itself looks like in our second segment but bc had the chance to win devin mclaughlin had some good shots he also missed some free throws again the stupid things that bc can't do right that drive me crazy and has driven me crazy before even Earl Grant free throws. This team cannot consistently hit free throws ever. They're always missing them and it, it ends up biting them. When you're a team, that's not the most talented out there. And I know UNH is, is just as a bad example, but you got to hit your free throws. Even Donya Abrams was saying it during the game. Like this is, they're called free for a reason. And BC couldn't do that. The other thing BC consistently, you know, was go they I think they went one for nine again in the second half. This team has one of the most atrocious offensive sets I've ever seen. Like they cannot consistently do anything on offense. And they're you know, sometimes you'll get a few good shots, but other times you got Mason Madsen taking terrible shots. I mean, I don't want to rip the kid, but you're brought in to be a three-point shooter, and every time I see you shoot, you're missing. So what are you doing? He has, he's, he's been a, a major letdown. You know, the offense itself is, is just so it's not pretty. It's not gritty. It's not anything. It's bad. They're taking low percentage shots. They can't hit anything from three. They don't have enough bigs to do anything down low. So they struggle week after week, after week, after week, unless they get things like Devin McLaughlin going or even Prince of League at points, but they're not doing it consistently enough. And, you know, you go out there on with, with this mindset. I mean, like Earl Grant has, has prided himself on defense and that's all we've talked about. Like, this is a team that's supposed to be built on defense. You're leaving guys wide open for shots over and over again. They're, they're so sloppy on defense that they're giving UNH and Maine. I mean, you go back to any of the games this year. How many times have we watched BC's defense against a team like Cornell or Detroit Mercy or URI have guys standing wide open to get either a you know, layup or, or a good shot? This team is not good on defense. I don't care what the the mantra of this team is. They're not good right now. And I don't, and this season's lost. We'll get into that in just a moment, but it's lost. This was inexcusable. And, you know, I think there's a, there was a lot, just like Jeff Halfley, there was a lot of fanfare uh, around this, this team because, you know, like you could say 2020, there was excitement. The end of the ACC tournament, there was excitement for Grant. But just like with Halfley, the sheen has worn off with him. And we'll get into that in just a moment. We'll look at why this season is already completely lost. And I'll tell you what I think of already what's going on. Now, 
If you have not done so already, listen to Locked on ACC. It's hosted by the great Candace Cooper and hosts uh, co-hosts, including myself. I'll be on there tomorrow giving my ACC power rankings for the conference and my thoughts on Phil Jakovic going to Pitt. You're going to want to make sure you check that out. Now, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So go to LinkedIn, add your job in your purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. It's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, AJ Black, we're back here, and we are talking about this 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 terrible terrible loss for the Eagles. I don't know, like I don't know if you were to pick a loss already this season, which which is worse. Like, is this worse than Maine? I think so. I think Maine might be better, but it it just feels like this just it, it, this season has already devolved the. Uh, devolved into you know just the 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 pits of what we've seen BC basketball turn into we've seen every trap of every bad season hit this team i mean how many times did we get on jim christian about losing to hartford or ui pui or umass lowell or bryant or you know, i mean you could go down the list now grant he had Albany last year. That was his epitome of brutality game. He's already got two this year. You got Stonehill still left. That would be an incredible loss for them. But there's still more games to be played. But all the expectations for the season are gone. I I remember seeing someone tweet out when they heard about Quentin Post being out that this was going to be a lost season. And I didn't think at the time how prophetic that was going to be. I thought BC had the depth to kind of mask that, but they don't. They don't They don't have the depth. And I'm worried they don't have the talent to do it. They have the talent there, but who on this team is a shooter? I'll wait. You've got Jaden Zachary, who goes long stretches, being um, struggling. DeMar Langford has had his moments where he's – he does not look like the same player as last year. I don't know if he's still hurt or something, but he he looks like he's struggling. He fouled out of today's game. You've got all these issues. And then you got Earl Grant at the top of all this. And just like with Jeff Halfley, you have to look. He's that he, so in year two. And this team does not look any better than it has in, under Jim Christian. Sorry, it doesn't. Right now, it, I mean, you you look at the the quality of losses and where the team is at. This team is not anywhere near the NCAA tournament. They're not right now anywhere near the NIT. They're going to go to March and, you know, the ACC tournament, and maybe they'll have some fun and, you know, get post back and kind of get their groove going, but they're not going anywhere. And that's what's depressing as hell about this is we were on the brink of feeling like BC basketball was about to have a a renaissance. Like things were going to start to come back and this team was going to get better. But as you watch this team brick 
bad shot after bad shot with the inability to shoot a three pointer with defense that makes you cringe. You know that they're not there yet. And it may be next year. It may not be with Earl Graham. I don't know if you're in that, if you're on that um, train that you're thinking Grant's not the answer. I mean, for some of you who gave up on Jeff Halfley so quickly, I mean, Grant has to only, he only has to manage a, a roster of, of 10 or 12, right? Halfley has a, a roster of 85. So if you're off on a coach, I mean, you probably should be off on Arnold Grant at this point because the bigger question for me when I watch him coach, see with Halfley, there's certain things that go on. I look at, I look at the 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 inability to to make some big big um, big moves during a game, like telling your team, and I know it's a coaching choice, but. UNH was shooting 60% or, or lower from the free throw line. Yeah, you don't want to give them the chance to hit a three-pointer. I, I mean, hit a shot after a missed free throw. But you can't leave guys wide open like that. That's bad coaching. That, that's what it all boils down to. And I, I worry that this team, that's where, where we're headed, right? Um, Because... You were, you know, at the beginning of the season, I looked at this roster and I said, okay, BC can lose like two or three games in conference, out of conference, and they'll be okay. They're at what, four, five now? They've got losses to Maine, UNH, Tarleton State. All bad losses. You, You add in that they got smoked by Nebraska, didn't look anywhere competitive against Duke. They're, they're in, in bad shape. And next, they get Villanova. Now Villanova isn't playing well. They're three and five under new head coach Kyle Neptune, but it's still they're not anywhere as bad as the teams that BC is struggling to beat or losing to. So I don't think this team is going anywhere, and I'm very concerned about the future of this program under Earl Grant at this point because this was supposed to be a year where they figured things out. They have a deep roster that should have been able to handle losses on, you know, for injuries, and they can't. Their offense is as a mess, as I said. I don't know where else to go with this. Um, now, in our final segment, I'm going to talk about the my concerns about this athletic program. Why I have sat through some really bad seasons for BC sports, and this season might be up there with some of the most disappointing that we've ever seen in Chestnut Hill. Now, what, before we do that, I'm going to tell you about bet online. Now bet online is your number one source for bet sports, betting info stats, news, and analysis. <coughs> now they've got the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football, to basketball, to soccer and esports. We get it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those bet on Bet Online as well. Now, if you want to have some fun, BC basketball odds are on there all the time. And when you see a bad team, like I'm sure they're going to be like a 15 or 16 point favorite at Stonehill, you can hammer Stonehill and hopefully win yourself some money on Bet Online. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. So. We're talking about 
All right, let me ask what answer one quick thing. Mark Falzone, we came with our preferred starting lineup yet. Yeah, I don't honestly, that's fine, but this is UNH. They lost to UNH. The UNH had a Ken Palm rating of 343. That's like 10, 15 from the bottom of the country. I don't care if they're missing, you know, two or three guys. You got to beat UNH. So just my thoughts there, but I, I get it. There's, you can always make your answers there. Um, and if you want to see all the things that BC is doing, right. Mark has some great thoughts about some of the other things, but I'm not going to get into it now. Um, I also, before we get into this, I want you, if you have not done so already, if you want to give me the best Christmas present you can get, go to our YouTube page and hit that subscribe button. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's super easy to do. You can do it really quick and you can get, um, you can get all of our BC videos sent directly to you. You can join our comment section, which is right now blowing up with people having all their thoughts about this BC basketball team. But when you have a moment. Now, this is my opportunity to kind of wax poetic a little bit here. And I want to just say this has been one of the most disappointing athletic years in a long time. I go back to 2015, and this is marginally better than that. BC bat football, we had two teams that should have had more success than they did. But both programs are utterly embarrassing to, right now. Right now, they're embarrassing. Football, you had losses to Rutgers. You had your first ever loss to UConn. You didn't look anywhere competitive against half, the, half of your schedule. You had an offense that was offensive to watch. You have basketball who now have three losses to teams that you would never think they would lose to with Tarleton State, Maine, and UNH. BC is an ACC school. They need to win, and we are not seeing that. Now, who does this go up to? This goes up to Father Leahy at this point, the president of Boston College, who doesn't seem to have anything to say about the, the athletics other than their graduation rates, which is fine. But if you want to have a division one program, you need to put some, some thought and some care into it. Now he had to be ki brought kicking and screaming into the NIL world, which is disappointing, but not surprising. They, it took them until about two months ago for this friends of the Heights to kick off. They also, uh, you know, have made the, the, from what I've heard, the transfer portal is not the easiest thing for BC to navigate because admissions is a pain in the neck and it's hard to get kids in because of credits and grades and all that good stuff. This puts BC at a substantial disadvantage against every other program that they're battling against. There's probably three or four other programs you can probably think of that probably have the same rigor and difficulty that they have for all this stuff than BC. Uh, for those folks out there that, that listen to me, that listen to this podcast, that root for Boston college, that go to these games. I want to, I want to cheers each and every single one of you because you guys are soldiers because 
there are so many other opportunities that you have for good entertainment and you stick with teams that lose to UNH teams that lose to UConn and you, you don't bat an eye. You go out there, you tweet stuff, you get angry about it. And that's great. You come onto my podcast and you throw up, you know, all the anger that you have in the comment section. I get all of that. Right. But in order for things to change, in order for this school to not get left behind when conference realignment changes, it's going to change. Won't happen probably for another 10 years, but 10 10 years go by pretty fast, okay? BC needs new leadership and a new vision of athletics because, I mean, the picture that I have up right here is Jaden Zachary clapping. If you pull that screen back just a little bit to see what was behind him, you'd see a completely empty Conti forum. That for that stadium was completely empty tonight. And it's because people don't care. And BC has not given us a reason to care. How do you fix this? BC's first of all, I as if I dump out, I've got a bit of a cold and I have to cough every now and then, but first of all, the things that BC has to change things about NIL, the money that they're putting into these programs, BC needs to jump up in how much they're paying their coaches. If you don't want a Jeff Halfley and an Earl Grant here, you can go out there, look at schools like, like, uh, I don't know, like you, yeah, Cincinnati, they're not a big program and they went out and just bought Scott Satterfield. I mean, he's not the greatest coach, but you know what I'm saying, right? Liberty just bought uh, Jamie Chadwell. You can go out there, and I think Chadwell's making more than what Halfley's making. BC needs to be competitive there. They need to pay more for their coaches at basketball and football and other programs too. When you do that, when you buy the big names, people will come. Look at what Colorado did when they paid for Deion Sanders. I'm not saying Deion Sanders should come here. I don't want Deion Sanders at BC. But there's coaches that you would love to see at Boston College. And I think that's a big change. It all comes from the top. All right. Um, but before we, we leave, I have like no voice left and I apologize. I want to go and go through some of our comments. Mike Latour says, where is Blake James? It's like Walt Waldo. I don't know. I've never, I haven't seen him in any games. I don't know where he's at. You can ask him. He's, he's kind of, it, it, it's like waiting for Godot. He's never there. Jay, Len uh, Suber says, Hey, AJ, go and look at Al Skinner's first year at the BC. It wasn't pretty either. And Colin Swinney says, Hey, Jay, at the beginning of the year, you said BC basketball had Cupcake Northeast teams on their schedule. In 2022, BC lost to UConn, UNH, and Maine in football and basketball. This is dire. Yep, it is dire. That's why I'm telling you this is terrible. So, um, yeah, I'm right there with you. This has been awful. Um, and it's it's tough for to, to gain any sort of traction in your program when they're playing that bad. But I'm going to get going. I will be back tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll have some good news. Who the heck knows? But we'll be talking more. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you again soon. Take care.